Welcome to the Daily Horror Habit Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Krieger, bringing you daily reviews of current and classic horror movies for your twisted pleasure. Be aware that these reviews and discussions may include spoilers. And as always, I hope you enjoy. Listen, they can't hurt us. Most of them don't even want to hurt us. But there are exceptions. Bad tonight. Oh, bad! It is my professional opinion. We should get the hell out of here now. I represent the estate of your uncle Cyrus. We have an uncle Cyrus. Cyrus recorded this message six weeks ago. He asked it to be played for you in the event of his death. Martha, I've instructed my lawyer to deliver my last will and testament. A key? A key to what? A key to your new house. This house is the fruit of my life's work. Oh, my God. It is a one-of-a-kind home. It's marvelous, isn't it? Wow. Arthur, we've got some papers to sign in the library. After that, I would love to take you and the family around on a tour of the house. This place is awesome. All right, now I know I'm dreaming. Well, your uncle was quite a collector of many things. What the hell was that? You're wasting your time. It's all sealed up. This house is not a house. We're in the middle of the machine, powered by the dead. Maggie! What? We got company. Where? I can't see. How close is it? Close enough to hurt you. Go, go, go! I guarantee nothing. Today's installment to Tubi Tuesday, in which I highlight a film currently streaming on Tubi TV, takes a spooky gander at the haunted house horror of 2001's 13 Ghosts. The directorial debut of Stephen Beck, who'd go on to direct 2002's Ghost Ship, 13 Ghosts is a remake of the 1960s film of the same name directed by William Castle. Beck's remake begins with a tragedy. We meet Arthur Criticos, played by Tony Shalhoub, who is grappling with the loss of his wife in a house fire. Now living with his daughter Kathy, played by Shannon Elizabeth, son, and maid in a cramped apartment, the family is just looking for some semblance of peace. Though when he learns that his brother Cyrus, played by F. Murray Abraham, a secretive but wealthy collector of rare items, leaves his glass house to the Criticos family, their luck seems to change. But as is usually the case, that which seems too good to be true usually is. But hey, I'd probably throw caution in the wind as well, if it meant a free house. Though once arriving at the house, the Criticos family discovers that dear old Cyrus was in the ghost capturing business. Cyrus used his vast wealth to finance capturing and permanently sealing the ghosts within his house, while his partner Dennis, played by Matthew Lillard, used his psychic abilities to locate them. Naturally, once the Criticos family learns of their uncle's dark secret, they become trapped in the house with Dennis and the other spooky inhabitants. As far as haunted house films go, 13 Ghosts gets props for its production and set design. 
The house itself is a steampunk fan's wet dream as the various gears and gizmos that operate the machine beneath the house are responsible for its ever-shifting architecture. Glass walls and doors are covered in creepy Latin scripture serving as spells to pacify the ghostly residents, and rooms are filled with extravagant artifacts from a life spent securing only the rarest oddities. Oh yeah, and there's a basement full of deadly spirits. 13 Ghosts features a boisterous amount of creative spirits, each designed to represent their own separate and equally tragic backstories. Though for as varied and unique as the spirits look, the film itself does a rather poor job of letting the ghosts be the star of the show. We only get a name and a brief description of each ghost before moving on to the next one. Or, worse yet, shifting focus back onto the bland human protagonists. And now for a brief intermission. If you've been enjoying this episode of Daily Horror Habit, please take a moment to subscribe to the show on your preferred streaming platform or leave us a review on iTunes. And thank you for your continued support, and I hope you enjoy the remainder of today's horrifying episode. I was much more interested in learning about the ghosts, such as the hammer, a gigantic man with railroad spikes impaled in his body, his hand replaced with a sledgehammer, or the torso, a headless and legless body wrapped in saran wrap that crawls on its stumps. Though these are only ever referenced by name, there's no explanation for their ghostly afflictions, making them just one of 12 ghosts currently living within the house. I had to go digging through the special features on my DVD copy to learn the ghosts' surprisingly rich backstories that aren't even referenced in the film. For instance, the Hammer, a ghost of an African-American blacksmith, was the victim of cruel frontier justice by a group of white men who executed him by driving rail spikes into his body and attaching a sledgehammer to his hand. Whereas the torso is the ghost of Jimmy the Gambler Gambino, who after the losing streak tried to renege on a bet and wound up getting dismembered, wrapped in cellophane and tossed into the ocean. Which is why his cellophane wrapped head appears next to him and always screaming. While these may not be the most elaborate or original origin stories, they provide context to the ghosts and the reason for their horribly disfigured features. Context gives them more emotional weight, as each is very deadly, they are tragic figures rather than being malevolent for the sake of it. It's a shame that more emphasis wasn't placed on the ghosts themselves, as their human counterparts are nowhere near as interesting or inspired. Try as they might, Shalhoub and Shannon don't elicit much emotion outside of their cliched trauma tropes. Even the ever-eccentric Matthew Lillard does little to stand out, as his performance is largely regulated to screaming and drooling as a result of his psychic powers overwhelming him, or serving as an exposition dump for the reasoning behind the ghost's presence. And then there's the film's narrative, which is far too intricate for its own good. So just why the hell did Cyrus have such a wild, ghost-filled house? We learn that the monstrous machine in the basement of the house is powered by the captive ghosts and allows its user to see the past, present, and future. The only way to destroy the machine is to create a 13th ghost from a sacrifice of love. And you can already see where this narrative is headed. Given this fuels Shalhoub's redemptive arc, overcoming his grief and trauma for the betterment of his family. There's also the issue of the pacing of the film is far too drawn out. From them entering the house, to realizing they're locked in, to learning about the ghosts, takes up almost 60 of the film's 91 minute runtime. The lethargic nature of the film's melodrama narrative doesn't help its overall complicating the simple haunted house framework in an effort to make it feel more modern. And in speaking of modern, the film's special effects and particularly its editing is overly detrimental to the audience's overall experience. The one element of the film's narrative that actually shows promise is that ghosts are invisible to the naked eye. Thus, characters must don special glasses to be able to see these ghostly apparitions. Though, the execution of this is so flawed that by the end of the film, it really just annoyed me. There's a weird strobe flashing effect that has ghosts pop in and out of scenes. 
This is done to show the perspective parallels between wearing the glasses and the naked eye. Initially, this makes the ghost's movements unpredictable and creepy, but then it just becomes a chore to navigate the more chaotic presentation of scenes. This effect doesn't do the film's jump scares any favors, as it comes across as more of a nuisance than fear-inducing. And while I'm not sensitive to strobe effects, this seems like a major red flag for those who are, and at the very least, the decision ruins the flow of the haunting focused scenes. It also distracts from showing the creative ghosts in all their haunting glory, which is pretty much the film's only redeeming value for me. Especially considering, especially considering, the film is just not scary. There are a few moments where we see people's bodies levitating or being thrown by an invisible ghostly force, but this quickly feels played out. Making matters worse is an abundance of choppy editing and slow-mo, standby favorites of early 2000 horror that have frankly aged pretty terribly. 13 Ghosts is a film that I read a lot of nostalgia for online, but for me, coming to it for the first time in 2021, that nostalgia is lost on me. It has a lot going for it with its strong variety of ghost designs and production value, but the film's overcomplicating its narrative, paired with poor editing and special effects, makes this an underwhelming haunted house outing for me. But judge for yourself and check out 13 Ghosts while it's streaming on Tubi TV. And that'll do it for another installment of Daily Horror Habits' ongoing Tubi Tuesday segment. I'll see you guys tomorrow for another Daily Horror Movie Review and next Tuesday for another 2B TV offering. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to Daily Horror Habit on your preferred streaming service and follow the show on Instagram at Daily Horror Habit and on Twitter at Daily Horror Pod for episode updates. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you guys next time.